on this edition of the Cup Stock Podcast, brought to you by Wintrust, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide. Matty Lee, Tim Stevens, Gordon Wittenmeyer, and I talk about Anthony Rizzo and the likelihood that he could get a contract extension done by opening day. And we look back one year ago when COVID shut down Major League Baseball. Some people just know bundling with Allstate means big savings. Just like they know the right ingredient means big flavor. They know honey on pizza is where it's at. And olive oil on ice cream is the cherry on top. And they know when you bundle home and auto with Allstate, you can save up to 25%. Mm -mm. Bundled savings vary by state and are not available in every state. Saving up to 25% is the countrywide average of the maximum available savings off the home policy. Allstate Vehicle and Property Insurance Company and Affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois. Let's play two. Welcome into another fun edition of the Cubs Talk Podcast brought to you by Wintrust, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide with our awesome producers, Tony Gill, Joe Collins, Gordon Wittenmeyer, Maddie Lee, and Tim Stevens. I'm David Kaplan. We've got two hot topics to get to. It's been a year since the COVID shutdown. We'll get to that in a moment. Anthony Rizzo also spoke. Uh, and I saw some interesting poll results this week from my friend Mark Silverman over at ESPN 1000. He asked this question uh, to his massive Twitter following. Who would you give an extension to first? Bryant, Baez, Rizzo, Contreras. And the runaway winner was Anthony Rizzo, which was That's crazy, very, very surprising to a lot of people. To be so biased. Start with you, Gordon. That Does that surprise you for the reason that it wasn't one of the other guys? Or does it surprise you because it was Anthony Rizzo, who's 32 years old? It doesn't, it doesn't surprise me that it's Anthony Rizzo because he's so wildly popular with so many people. And he's become the face of this franchise. And by the way, I also think he's kind of an underrated performer. He's always been, in some of his big seasons, sort of overshadowed, whether it's Jake Arrieta and the Cy Young year, Bryant in the MVP year, Baez when he finished runner-up. But Rizzo's always been kind of right there. And so, I no, I get that. Um, but Baez, to me, is the guy that you could probably get a deal done with if you're aggressive about it. And, that, and that's a, that's a high-value, long-term thing to do. Um, Bryant's not going to happen. Uh, and Rizzo, I think, is probably – you know, none of these things are easy, but the easiest of that group to get done. And you've got more time with Wilson. So Baez, it seems to me, is the obvious choice in that poll. Maddie, does that surprise you that Anthony Rizzo was the clear winner? No, I mean, with these polls, right, it ends up being kind of a, a bit of a popularity contest, right? But I, I agree with Gordon. I, if I were to order my priorities, I would go Baez, then Rizzo. Timmy? Yeah, correct me if I'm wrong. I feel like I was listening on the radio when that segment actually came up. Was the context like a blank check? If you could get, had a blank check and could give it to either of these guys? 
Uh, no, it was more like if you could only sign one right now, who are you signing? And Tom Waddle voted Rizzo, which stunned Sylvie. And a number of people called in and said, face of your franchise. He gives you 30 and 100 basically every year and will hit between 268 and 290 for you. Play gold glove defense. So that was why they, I think so many people went Rizzo. Now, I think Gordon and Maddie alluded to, he's also wildly popular as a cancer survivor and a guy who gives so much back to the community. So maybe all that played into it, Tim. Maybe I'm taking it for granted. I don't know if I would do Rizzo first just because I think in any situation, Rizzo's going to be re-signed. So to me, it comes down to Javi versus Bryant. And honestly, my first reaction almost is Bryant, but I think I think I got to go Javi just because uh, like today, I, for example, we're watching the spring training game. The guy knocks down a hot shot up the middle, picks it up with his glove and in one motion flips it between his legs for a force out. So like you can say anything you want about Javi Baez, but the guy never ceases to amaze you on the field. And that's just like, he has that natural instinct and that's not to say Chris Bryant doesn't, but that's the kind of guy you, you want on your team. I think now Anthony Rizzo was asked about the likelihood of getting a deal done Take a listen, because it certainly sounds optimistic from his seat. Uh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm very optimistic. Um, you know, we got a couple more weeks opening day, and everything between now and then is exciting stuff. Uh, you know, either good or bad, whatever happens is exciting and uh, for the future. And... Once opening day comes, it's, this team is we're going to be focused on just playing baseball. Is, is that even like Hobby was talking about it? I think. Do you have a, a you, you need to get this done in spring training if you're going to get something done? You don't want you're not going to carry it in the season. I think he did last year. Yeah, I think you know for uh, for everything that I've expressed about wanting to be here, and our, we have had really good you know, conversations, um, top to bottom, and. Just for me and everything I put into my teammates, they deserve all everything I have this year, and I'll give that to them uh, and to our fans. And uh, once April 1st comes, it's all about baseball. It's not about money. It's not about contract extension or future. It's about April 1st and winning that game and getting the best out of all of everyone on the team. I just want to just be perfectly clear. That means you can focus on that and your agent can still do others. Uh, yeah, I mean, sure, if that's how you want to look at it. But, I mean, I'll, I'll even tell, you know, right now it's our agents and Emily and I and having great, great conversations about everything, you know, what's going on. And uh, it's all good. It's all positive. We feel really good. And uh, but like I said, once April 1st comes, it's all about baseball. And, uh, you know, this is... It's all good, good things. So Anthony Rizzo certainly seems, Maddie Lee, like, hey, man, I've got a really good shot to get this done. And obviously, Mark Pollock, his agent, is talking to the Cubs. I would be very surprised if opening day he's not locked up on a long-term deal. Wouldn't you be? Yeah, I would be. Uh, and he also mentioned he has kind of a, a soft deadline, right? That he wants to get this done soon. And so, yeah, I think it's absolutely doable, especially with the fact that he keeps telling us that he wants to stay here. 
Tim, th- th- will you be surprised if opening day, no one has signed an extension, especially Anthony? I don't think I would be surprised just because of the way this is. I mean, I, I agree. Like, I think it's going to happen with Rizzo, especially hearing uh, kind of what he had to say today. But I wouldn't be surprised if no one's locked up just because that's kind of been where this has trended for the last couple of years. Like, it's been they've been trying to lock up these guys since 2015, 16, and they really haven't. And I'm not trying to sound like a huge pessimist here, but and it's not even a matter of I'll believe when I see it. That's not it. But because of how it's gone for so long it wouldn't be surprised if nothing changed all of a sudden. And that doesn't mean they couldn't get something done, but it is one of those things where it hasn't happened yet. So we'll see. Yeah. yeah. And uh, let me add to that too, is uh, I can assure you in conversations with uh, people on the ground down here that as optimistic as Rizzo is, there's nothing imminent here. Uh, The talks are going well. The talks are, are in a good place, but it's not like they're down to, dotting I's and crossing T's and, and finishing this up. They're, they're not there yet. So there's two and a half weeks to get it done. Um, there's still a ways to go. When you say they're not down to crossing I's and crossing T's and dotting I's, what exactly has to be discussed? I mean, if you're the Jed Hoyer. Slash, I mean, what, but if you're Jed Hoyer and Tom Ricketts, it's not like, oh, God, shit, we got to wake up here. This is his last year. Like they've known for quite a while and they've known, Hey man, this is probably what it's going to cost. Cap, you know, this isn't buying a loaf of bread down at the jewel. I mean, look, a year ago he went to the front office and said, Hey, I'm willing to talk. I'd like to get a deal done. I don't want to break the bank. Why don't we just do this a year out? They said, no, they were in a place where they weren't even going to, discuss it regardless of what his starting point was. So that didn't surprise me where they were with that core and where they were with their payroll. I thought they're going to probably let some things play out. That's exactly what they did. Now they're engaged. It's he's the guy that sure you want to bring him back. And again, he's probably not going to break the bank, but you know, you get down to the negotiations, you might come up with the years, you might come up with the years plus the options and start working on that. Then you got to come down to dollars. Then it's like what the whole package is going to look like. Where are you going to put the bonuses? What are the buyouts on the options? I mean, come on, man. This is, this is a, there's a lot here that just has to get done before you even get to that point where I think we're close to a deal. All right. Uh, a year ago, almost to the day, today's the 12th. A year ago today, I was on the court at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, three minutes from tip, and the head coach of UMass pulls his cell phone, his iPhone, out of his suit pocket. And I'm thinking, who the hell coaches a Division I game with an iPhone in your pocket? And it rings, and I'm standing three feet from him. Hello? We're banged. That's it. Canceled. Tournament's off. COVID's a reality. I'm like, excuse me? done. We're shutting everything down immediately. Nobody showered. I'm talking to the players that warmed up. They just got right on the bus out of there. They got me on the first flight I could get out, gone. Baseball shuts it all down. And I remember seeing an interview. I think Gordon was part of a scrum of guys. Nobody was masked at that point, Gordon. And the next thing you know, bam, everything is shut down. And I called Theo and he said, yeah, this is going to be a long while. That was the first inkling I got. What do you remember on the ground there? 
Uh, well, it, it, people were downplaying it right up until the actual uh, until the actual uh, cancellation of games and uh, the, the the announcement that there was a delay. Uh, I I was. I was back home on my break for the official announcement. I flew down afterwards. There was nobody wearing masks. I mean, there were some some people at the airport were they were wearing masks, but nothing was required. And uh, nothing, you know, I was locked out. I stood at the gate. I talked to guys for a few days through the gate, and they didn't know what to expect. A lot of them were staying in town, thinking it was just going to be a couple weeks. And then, the, and then we know what happened. The rest is history. Maddie's got Maddie's the one with the first-hand story. She was, was your in the NBA then. She was at Ground Zero. Yeah, um, I was covering that now infamous Thunder Jazz game on the 11th, and we went into it. The NBA had started implementing some precautions, so we weren't going into locker rooms. We ended up doing pregame stuff in more of a press conference setting. And we thought that was weird. And then we get to game time and they go through announcements and everything all normal. And then everything grinds to a halt and you have players. I remember Chris Paul, especially like trying to figure out what was going on. Uh, The officials making sure that the players didn't cross over and like kind of sent everyone back to their benches and then it was this bizarre state where we on as reporters right next to the court, we're all trying to figure out what was going on, making calls. I had heard a rumor that it was Rudy Gobert who had tested positive for COVID, but I hadn't confirmed it. Meanwhile, the whole arena staff is trying to make sure that the fans stay calm while they figure out what exactly is happening. So as behind the scenes, they're deciding you know, whether or not they're going to cancel the game, whether or not the whole league's going to shut down. The Thunder is running out all of their performers. They brought out the t-shirt cannon. They brought out all the performers that were ready for, for breaks in the game and got all the way to ha- the halftime performance until right after he finished singing, they made the announcement, the game's canceled, go home, you're all safe. Uh, and then that was just the beginning of a very long night. I ended up staying until after the, the jazz left at about 1 a.m., I believe. Uh, so that's definitely a night I will never forget. Matt, Maddie, do you remember thinking at that moment? Wow. Uh, or maybe two days later when Rudy Gobert's positive, Donovan Mitchell's upset and then he's positive that, oh, boy, I was in the same building. I wonder if. There, because we didn't know what exposure meant yet. We had no idea. And I actually talked from a distance, but I talked to Donovan Mitchell that night. And so we had all these questions about, do we have to quarantine? Are we safe to go home? The Utah reporters ended up getting tested that night along with the team, but none of the Oklahoma City reporters did. So uh, me and my beat partner were asked, hey, maybe you just work from home for the next couple of weeks. So I was in kind of a self-quarantine for two weeks after that, just because we didn't know. We didn't know how knew how easily this could spread. We had no idea. Uh, so, yeah, I, I was quarantining before the rest of the country. Crazy. Tim, what do you remember about that? Because the, the image I remember most is Mark Cuban looking at his phone and then throwing his hands back like, oh, God. And that was when he first saw 
they're shutting the league down. Well, first say this, Gordon, can you remind me, the Cubs played a night game that night. Is that right? Against San Diego, I believe. Uh, yeah. They, and I, there was rain. I think, it, I think it got, it, did it get rained out? I, all I remember, I remember this Craig Kimbrell looked good. Right. And it was like, it was such a weird day to me because if I'm not wrong, Craig Kimbrell, like the news of the day until Are you later that night Craig was, Kimbrell's problems on the COVID shutdown. No, 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 no. I just think this is interesting. No, I think this is just interesting though. What I remember from that day is thinking Craig Kimbrell looks good. And wow, this is the news of the day because things were normal, right? It's cub spring training. You play a game the next day, another game. And then all of a sudden later that night, you're watching sports center and all this stuff is unfolding. And so you go from something so trivial as a guy looks good in spring training to Holy cow. What is this? This is all insane going on in our world right now. This is unprecedented stuff. So I just kind of remember that weird like discrepancy there. Um, and then I think the next day was when MLB shut down. So I remember it all happened really fast and, and I'm not blaming Kimbrell on, on COVID, but it's just, it's just kind of a reminder of where we are and how much has changed. Like sports was just, you know, we just sports was sports was is not the biggest thing in life anymore. Kind of right. Like there's something that wasn't around or as pre- prevalent that it is now as it was that night. Well, isn't that the big question? Whether, whether as we get back to what everybody wants to call a sense of normalcy, do we go back to the story of the day is trivial? I mean, is, is that, is that where we're headed? Is that it? Is that great? I mean, I guess that, I guess that's, I guess that's great. I guess we get back to normalcy. Uh, real quick. Anybody's thoughts on Jennifer Lopez dumping a rod today. What took so long? <laughs> I missed that. Jennifer Lopez said, cause he had that texting scandal with another woman. I'm out. And that's it. I need to brush up on my gossip. I don't know. That was not on my radar at all. How about that? So were, were they going to buy the Mets together? Wasn't that their plan? That was their plan. Yeah. Wow. How about that? They'd have bought the Mets and now they're going to be on the outs. Oh boy. It would have been a train wreck again there. Classic. One last, one last quick thing. David Ross gave some interesting comments. He was asked, you're going into your rookie season a year ago and then everything shuts down. Here's Rossi on COVID-19. There's a lot that you can throw at, um, throw at people and, and, and especially professional athletes and, um, and these guys can overcome it and they overcome it because it's, it's what they love to do. It's what we're, we're, it's what, it's what our job is. And it's, um, it's important for us to go out there and play not only for, for the love of the game, but also for fans that, that couldn't come to ballparks and and to give them something to, um, flip on each night and kind of take, take uh take their mind off um some of the bad things that maybe happened in our world so i i just it, it to me it's just resiliency is the word that comes to mind Thank you, does it feel like it's been a year <laughs> it feels like it's been seven um i don't it's all i don't know i, I yeah i i don't i don't know how to put that in pers- perspective um there's been a lot and you know, I'm probably the wrong person to ask cause it was my first major league season and I don't know what a normal one feels like. So, um, but it was, it was, um, 60 games felt long and then the off season and being back, it feel it's more, it's fresh this year. It feels good to be back. All right. That will put a wrap on this edition of the Cubs talk podcast. 
hopefully we don't have to ever go through a year like we went through the last 12 months. We've got 162 games ahead of us, and hopefully the Cubs give us a lot of fun to cover. Should be cool. Gordon, when do you return to Chicago? Uh, early next week, and then Maddie takes over for a week. All right. We'll be getting reports from Maddie out in the desert. We'll have podcasts all next week, so looking forward to that. Travel safely. For Maddie, Gordon, for Tim, for Joe and Tony, I'm Cap. It's our Cubs Talk podcast brought to you by Wintrust, home of Cubs checking with free ATMs nationwide. We will see you next time.